everybody. Welcome to Still Sober with John Rabin, episode 162. I hope everybody's doing all right. I'm coming in hot. Coming in hot, you guys. My, uh, my wife is out and about doing whatever she's doing. She's doing something, but it, it's, it's, it's private stuff. Actually, she's working on her, her stand-up comedy. Anyway, it's, but still, she's doing whatever, and I am ready to go here. I can, uh, it's nice and quiet in my apartment. So quiet, I can hear the neighbor's dog with separation anxiety whining through the wall. Um, it's a couple who got the dog during the pandemic, but then things opened up and they're both students. What's weird is, is that the couple, uh, the woman in the couple has her sisters are in town visiting from out of state. So there's four people normally in the apartment next door with the usually quiet, cute dog that they got from a shelter who's clearly got some issues when being left alone. But there's four of them. And it's weird to me that four people that you can't leave just one of them. Can't one of them be the designated having no fun this evening? Stay home or take the dog? You know, I don't know. It's, it's just weird to me. The, hey, you guys, don't fight. Don't fight. I'm trying to record in here. Cats, I swear to God. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I, you know what, now that I think about it, they can probably hear that, hear me yell at the cats through the wall. So maybe it evens out everybody, you know, you just, you know, that an apartment walls are, are thin. So you just have to live with it. Right. Okay. That's not why I'm coming in hot. I'm coming in hot because everybody, uh, is, uh, freaking out. Well, they're not freaking out. I talked about it last week, but let's not, don't panic. But, you know, pandemic fatigue, everybody's kind of like, Ugh, you know, and here's the deal. I'm I've got anxiety about it because I'm feeding off of I, I've got anxiety, not about the pandemic. I've got anxiety about people not reacting properly to the pandemic. Like the, like the lack of good information to a to the masses so my anxiety has to deal with people making um dumbass decisions and you know being you know affecting our lives uh generally i don't know that's that's kind of the anxiety and and you know what i'm gonna be honest this is my i try to be honest as, as much as possible sometimes i try to be just funny But honestly, I know that this anxiety is about to subside. Why do I say that? Because Thursday, and this was, this is going to come out Wednesday. So tomorrow, if you're listening to this on its debut, and if you are, <laughs> you're amazing. It doesn't matter. Um, but uh, tomorrow, Thursday, is the Hall of Fame NFL Hall of Fame game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys. Kind of. It's probably not the A team. It's probably not the, the all the starters 
for it's because it's an exhibition. It's all like, hey, it's football, everybody kind of hit each other, but it doesn't matter. It's fucking football. We're starting. We're starting tomorrow. So my anxiety that I have right now is because I'm noticing it. Um, and it will subside a little bit because my anxiety will then go to can my team stay healthy? Which quarterback is the Chicago Bears going to start? Will they get around to Justin Fields? Or also my fantasy football team's going to start. Fantasy football is going to start. Then I'm going to be sitting there going, shit, will Nick Chubb stay healthy? Should I draft him? And all that. It's going to shift. And you go, nobody cares about that. I care about it. And I know my place. And I know how... uh, in the big scheme of things, how unimportant it is, but it, it takes up such a great spot in my life for anxiety is, is the, the NFL and it's back and I'm super happy. But until then I have to pay attention to people freaking the fuck out. And this is related to recovery because I think a lot of people, because the anxiety of course can lead to relapse can lead to the fuck it mentality. By the way, if you're a sober person, I hope you're staying sober. If you're not a sober person, I hope you're staying sane, especially in this time. And the thing about it is, is that I want to share with you something I think is important, which is I found a great spot to get all my information about COVID-19, about the Delta variant, and just and with for data and for what's what I consider, you know, what's true, like facts, like to get in actual information. And I wanted to share that with you uh, and then fuck up the things that I've learned by by telling you. But I wanted to share with you my my source. And that is the uh, is Dr. Michael Osterholm. Now, let me read this so that you know. Uh, Dr. Michael Osterholm is an an American epi- epidemiologist, epidemiologist. That's correct. Regents professor and director of the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the University of Minnesota. He's got 45 years of experience researching infectious diseases. He released a book in 2017 talking about how America isn't prepared for something that we're going through right now. He, uh, if the name sounds kind of familiar, he went on Joe Rogan's podcast on March 10th, 2020. And he was the one that was telling us that what to expect and that this wasn't going to be some kind of thing, you know, that was going to, you know, bug us for a couple of weeks And then, you know, we would get over that this was going to be months and months. You know, he has been a straight shooter and has total. So he he has a podcast or somebody's doing a podcast with him where they ask him questions. And he he does. It's called the Osterholm update colon COVID-19. The Osterholm is. And let me spell that for you. As I look it up, because I don't Oster. Osterholm update. Osterholm is O-S-T-E-R-H-O-L-M. He's an advisor 
November, he was made an advisor to the uh, Biden administration. And what I like about the advisor that is because, you know, his uh, his knowledge is is respected, but he's an advisor, which means he's not actually in the administration. He's not actually in PR. He isn't given um, statements that he has to follow and read. He's not this kind of like he doesn't do spin. He's an advisor. And some of those things that he's said makes me think that, oh, he's technically an advisor, but they don't seem to be listening to him very much because he has told he's he's told not me. He told me personally. I was, uh, you know, when we were playing backgammon, he uh, now he basically he said that uh, when it comes to masks, he's not in the mainstream. In that a lot of it is, you know, when in talking about, you know, should you mask up if you're vaccinated? First of all, he said that vaccinations, the thing about the, the breakthrough cases, he goes, this is not everything is going like it's supposed to. The vac, you know, the vaccines work like they were supposed to 90 to 95 percent efficacy. This is what it means. It means that there's going to be a small amount of breakthrough cases. People are not doing the math right. A lot of the 25% of the breakthrough cases are people who went to the doctor or the hospital for something else and then they tested and then they said, oh, by the way, you're positive for COVID. 25% of the breakthrough cases are that. Because things are, so if you're freaking out, just realize that it's happening, you know, they are effective in the way they're supposed to be. All right. The other thing is, is that when freaking out about mask policies and stuff like that, his view of it is that most people's masks are cloth and they they're going to give you about 10 minutes worth of protection up to 10 minutes, maybe. Whereas an N95 mask or a KN95 mask is going to give you up to 20, 22 hours of protection. And that's the whole thing about, you know, without him, he, he he's basically was being nice. I think he was just talking about like, this is the type of masking. And that's that's kind of what you feel. That's what a lot of people who are, you know, opposed to mask mandates and things, they they have a legitimate beef, which is that people it's very much kind of a social kind of a status like look at me i'm being safe kind of a deal if people were being really honest they'd be they would say i'm wearing a cloth mask because it's comfortable and because it's easier to breathe through than an n95 mask this is not for safety this is just so i don't get hassled it's social pressure i'm wearing cloth over my face because of social pressure i personally honestly have no idea whether this is helping or not that's actually honesty so the thing about it is is should i wear a mask if you want to be protective you should absolutely wear an n95 mask if you're going to be indoors with other people that's i mean that's basically what it comes down to is like are should we mask up if you know this is a personal decision thing are you going to a place it's like i work indoors but i work in a warehouse there are six people total in this warehouse you know how tall the ceilings are in the warehouse 
They're like, oh, this is indoors. Should I wear a mask? No. It's like trying to, trying to, have you ever tried to air condition a warehouse? You can't do it. Well, it's the same thing. It's like, there's a lot of space, a lot of ventilation. There's a lot of air. It's going to dissipate. It's like using judgment. It's like, should I wear a mask outdoors? No, you know what gets a lot of ventilation? Outside. This is a very much an indoor, you know this already, you know? Dr. Osterholm talking about like information about like how people are like, we need to get boosters. You know what we need? Because the thing about it is, is this masking up, nothing is going to affect. Humans have this hubris that we are affecting the life cycle of the virus and we are not. Us wearing masks or who wears masks and who doesn't is not going to affect this spike for the Delta variant. What affects it is how many people get vaccinated and that affects the next spike that happens. And people are talking about boosters when in fact we probably should put our energy into getting vaccines for the areas of the world that there are millions of people who have no access whatsoever because these are the areas that variants generate and create. They, they are created in areas that have zero protection and then that variant comes back and fucks us. Instead of just sitting there going, let's just keep dumping more money into this rich country that's already protected. Let's create more and more. No, or, or we can uh, eliminate where the, the boosters. See, these are things that I've learned from this, this, pod, from this uh, podcast, the Osterholm update. And it gives you data. And it all makes sense. You know, he's talking about how, how just shouting misinformation, you know, just, you know, stop with the misinformation and throwing up it against the wall is not an effective means of communication. We need to communicate. They need to communicate better. Clearly, which is why I highly recommend that podcast. If you're looking for a spot, if you're looking to get the information from somebody instead of from, um, you know, news media that wants to share information to you so that you keep their ratings up. So they're going to, they're going to, you know, sensationalize it. Also, it's people who don't understand the science reading it to you. If you'd rather have it told to you by somebody who understands it. By a good scientist or good and a good doctor. That's, that's, that's what I recommend. I'm going to really show my age here, but here's the deal. When it comes to science, quote unquote, you know, I trust science. Well, what science are you trusting? You have to listen to the right kind of scientist. You need, you need to listen to Spengler, not to Vinkman. That's a Ghostbusters reference, by the way. You listen to Egon, you don't listen to Peter. Peter Vinkman is technically a scientist. He runs experiments. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Gotta listen to the right scientist. That's all I'm saying. Well, it's not all I'm saying. I'm saying a lot, but that's the main... If, if you take anything away, you have to pick the right... You gotta go with the, the, the egghead. You gotta go with the good one. I mean, what are we doing here? Ugh. Anyway, thank you. Thank you for letting me do that. Ugh. I have. I've been really wound up about it. Because I just... God, I want people to just think. But man, sometimes you need you need guidelines. You need you need clear information, right? Now, I wanted you guys to at least if you if you're out there going, man, I just want something easy. Can I get an update like an hour a week on what's going on? There there it is. Lost her home update. That's what I that's you know you're welcome. Or sorry, depending on... Because <laughs> uh, people... Man, there is... On the street that I live, they're repaving it. Okay? So, there is... So, the truck that paves it, it does it in, like, three strips. Is it three strips? It's... No, it's four strips. So the truck, like the, the, the width of, of the, the truck, the, the paving thing, is like four different strips. So there's, a, there's like a ridge. So there's, there's, there's going to be these ridges in the road where the pavement, <coughs> excuse me, is. And then, they've, and then they've painted lines. And the lines are, but they've only painted some of the lines. And they've painted the, the important ones, which is the... Um, the yellow ones with the dashes on the inside because there's there's one lane going one direction, one lane going the other direction, and then a middle lane is the turn lane. So there's only three lanes, but they haven't, but this road has bike lanes that have not been painted yet. But what has been shown up is little dots as to on the, you know, like, like colons, on the uh, the right side, like ever so often, there's a colon there that kind of shows you where the bike lane is going to be. However, so like normal people who uh, have, I would say, average to better than average problem-solving skills can look at this and go, okay, this is a one-lane road and that's where the bike lane is. But no, there are so many people that see that ridge where the cement, where the pavement is, where the one lane is goes. So there's, a, there's like that ridge that's kind of in the middle of the lane that you're supposed to drive in. And they see that and think, oh, this is two lanes. So I'm going to drive on the right side where there's a bike lane that's going to be really close to you because this is a two-lane road and I'm going to pass you on the right-hand side because you're not driving as fast as, as I need to be. It's one lane, but they're going to drive right there, right beside you. They're not turning right. They just act like it's a two-lane road because there's no line there yet. People need a line. Some people are fucking stupid. 
I don't know how people got licenses. Did sometime did did millennials and Gen Z did they just not do driver's ed? Did driver's ed teachers get worse, or did they just eliminate it and go? Ah, you know what? If you just coast for a bit, you can you can just take the test when you're 18. You don't need to take a class. Is that what it is? Did did a whole ge- couple of generations just not take driver's ed? Is it phones? Is it a combination of no driver's ed and always looking at your phone? Is that what it is? Are we just, are we dumb? Because there's so many people that are, that can't figure out a flashing red light. Like the crosswalk light that goes solid red, then flashing red, and then turns off. They can't figure that out. So it's weird to me. So it, it shouldn't be surprising to anyone that they can't that there's a problem with communication with numbers with statistics with percentages of people who are positive for covid who have been vaccinated versus how many people have been vaccinated people you know you know i was told that there would be no math that kind of thing and It should be no surprise. If people can't understand how a road, a paved road works minus one line, how do we expect them to figure things out with mixed messages? I don't, you know, this, this should not surprise anyone that it's just like, I'm just not wearing a mask. Okay, fine. Really should be about how you want to protect yourself, but whatever. By the way, bottom line for me is I got vaccinated. I'm not wearing a mask unless I'm going into a small area like a convenience store that has several people in it. I'm putting on my KN95 mask that I have. I'm not using the cloth mask. I'm not going to do it so that you feel better. Oh, it's no, this is no longer about, I want to show you that I'm aware of the risks. You know, it's, I'm not going to, it's not, it's not about, you know, show and tell. I'm going to protect myself if the situation arises. I'm going to have a, you know, I have it available, but for the most part, no. I take care of myself. I get good sleep. I take vitamins. I take zinc. I take vitamin D. I get lots of sleep. I exercise. I'm out in the sun. And I'm vaccinated. Like, I'm, I'm good. I'm all right. My immune system is pretty good. I haven't been sick since sometime in 2019. <laughs> it's like... Bring me a fucking pandemic where, you know, it's like, oh, careful when you talk to people face to face and inside somewhere in a poorly ventilated area. Well, I don't like poorly ventilated areas and I sure as shit don't like talking to people face to face. So I'm all in. I am very, very safe because it totally fits my lifestyle. I know I've mentioned that, but it's true. So, 
this will be the last time, I, I think. Maybe not. I mean, it may, you know, I don't know if, you know, down the line, maybe in a few weeks, I'm like, boy, this gamma variant. Uh, we're going to go through the whole Greek uh, alphabet. Um, no, I hope, I hope not. That's why I kept talking about that, recommending that podcast, because I, I really want people to be able to to get the information, to get information. It's like, you know what? I want, you know, what's what's really going on? Or can I get some clear cut information? Here you go. It's working for me. So starting next week, maybe you'll start hearing me uh, uh, bitch about the NFL. By the way, uh, recovery and addiction-wise, I've been doing well this week. I have only had a few cravings um, specifically for cigarettes, which is the only thing that really bugs me now. Is sometimes I, I really, I really miss cigarettes. But then I think about it's almost it's using the same kind of uh, you know recovery. Uh, Situation, the same kind of skills, skill set, and uh, you know, using like where you, you know, play it out, really think about it, really remember, you know, not the rose-colored uh, glasses memory of smoking cigarettes, the not being able to breathe, the smell. You know, do you remember the smell of cigarette? Oh, right. Oh, all over my clothes. Oh, that's right. How much do they cost? That's the other thing. I go to a convenience store and get a beverage. One way to also to, to really go, right, I'm not going to smoke, is to just look at uh, how much are a pack of Marlboros now? Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's all right. I don't need to smoke. I'm good. So. So that's how I'm doing. I hope you're doing all right. I appreciate you joining me, and uh, we'll see you next week. This is Still Sober with John Raven. Later. Later.